how have the recent bank failures affected the real estate market? Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made for real estate agents and by real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. Today is our monthly series called the Monday Market Minute. It's not Monday today when we're recording it, but that's okay. The Monday Market Minute with Carrie McCormick from the Carrie McCormick Real Estate Group with At Properties here in Chicago. Now, let me tell you about Carrie. Carrie is a superstar top 1% producer here in Chicago with over 20 years of experience helping buyers, sellers, and investors. In fact, in the past 12 months, out of 47,000 real estate agents in the Chicagoland area, Carrie is in the top 15, uh, not 15%, literally the top 15 uh, out of, so it's like top 99.999% of all realtors in the area. She's a true superstar. Who's counting? Who's count? You know, I'm going to count. One of these days, I'm going to actually have that number because I want to know just how amazing um, you are as far as rank. Not that it's that important, but um, I am so honored to have you on the show. But but anyway, Carrie's a true superstar. She's an expert in everything from first-time home buyers, veteran investors, luxury properties, and also she works with a ton of developers. The place I live right now is one of Carrie's developments. So I am so uh, such a big fan of Carrie. She's been with our show since the very beginning. I want everybody to follow her on Instagram. We were just talking about this beforehand because I need some help with my Instagram. And Carrie was like, can you believe I do all of that myself? And she does. So check out her on Instagram, Carrie McCormick Real Estate. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. And also check out her website, CarrieMcCormickRE.com. Carrie, welcome once again to the show. Thank you. I love that introduction. It makes me feel so good. And happy. Don't we all need like an introduction like that? Like all of us need one friend in our life that just, yes. uh, you know, maybe once in a while goes, let me tell you about all the great things about you. That would be, uh, that I would know. be, that would actually be a fun way to, to start, start a morning. Um, yes. But I'm glad I get to start my morning with you today. Um, you are a, an incredible superstar and I am always I always take the temperature of the market by talking to you because you oh. are the market in, in the way I think about it. So how are you feeling right now? It's it's We're at the end of March. Um, it's been a goofy couple of weeks. Banks yeah. have failed. There's been some weird stuff happening. Um, but how, how are things going? Yeah, it's, um, it's actually not doing too bad here in Chicago. You know, and I do agree, like I'm in the market 24-7 
right? I'm always in it. So from talking with buyers and sellers from all different age groups, from all different, you know, um, income brackets. And I listen. And that is, I will tell you, one of my biggest strengths um, of being successful in the business is is listening to people. And when you listen to people, you learn so much about them and about the market and how they're feeling. Um, there is a lot of funky stuff going in the market, but things are moving here. Um, so, but what I wanted to talk about was, is inventory and everyone hears this word and, you know, I'm sick of hearing it too, of, you know, there's no inventory in the market. So, you know, instead of talking about it, let's do something about it. How do we get more inventory in the market? Because I think in this, um, spring and summer market, the, the folks that are the listing agents are going to be the winners in this market. So we yeah. need to find, um, creative ways to get people to move. And one thing that has been difficult to get people to move are two big, two big reasons. One, that there is no inventory is like, where are they going to move to? Right. So they don't want to sell their house. And two is their interest rate. So they did lock into an interest rate, a, you know, ones, twos, three percent interest rates. And they're like, gosh, if I if I move, I'm going to give up my interest rate. Where am I going to move to? And I'm going to be stuck with a five or six percent interest rate then, you know, so we've got is and I get it. So, um, you know, I put a credit to at properties, Christie's International, because they um, a podcast too talking about inventory and they had some great tips. And so I'm going to talk about those tips for all of us to use. And number one is think about the rentals that are in the market right now. The landlords that own these rentals, the landlords obviously don't live there. So that's not their primary residence. They may have a higher interest rate on that property and they're not that emotionally tied to that property. So find those landlords. Maybe they want to sell that property. Maybe they want to do a 1031 exchange, which means they trade the property basically. They sell the one property and then they identify another property. So you can get two deals out of that one person. So again, you can look in the MLS of properties that have been rented for years and try to find those landlords, yep. especially if those leases were up. You can see that, you know, if you look at the history of properties rented every March, let's say, or April. So you know that either they just signed a lease and then maybe put them on your schedule Brilliant. for year and and reach out to them. There's so many ways to find these owners, right? So um, how do you find the owners? So that's a good question. So we yeah. can go through the MLS and see, and especially like luxury buildings, people who have condos mm -hmm. who are renting them out. Um, obviously they're already working with an agent. Maybe the agent didn't do a good job. We don't know. But um, how how would we then source the the owner? What what would you recommend there? Well, the internet's a fun thing these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you can look in tax records. You know, yeah. there's a tax bill, and usually on that tax bill, that bill's not coming to the investment property. The tax bill's going to their home. So that you know, look in the tax records. You can find them there. Um, the white pages actually. There's something called Ben Verified. Um, social media, you know, you can find them on social media. There's just, um, it's really kind of a little bit of detective work and that's kind of the fun part of, about it is of course, when you find, um, I've actually, there's one property that a client of mine wanted to acquire. I could not find the owner. 
could not find the owner. I actually went to the property and spoke to the tenant, knocked on the door and spoke to the tenant and gave the tenant my information, said, you know, I want to get in touch with your landlord. Um, and the tenant passed along the information to their landlord. The landlord called me. So Amazing. sometimes, again, it's um, is having that um, that drive to, you know, to find the people. But that's what sets you apart because other agents won't do that. It reminds me of the story uh, I asked you a long time ago about how you started to work with developers. You're like, oh, I walked over to a development and uh, from downtown, I think you walked all the yep. way from downtown to the development and said, hi, I'm, an, I'm a new real estate agent. What's going on here? And then that that is how you... So that's a really good idea. Uh, if you can't find somebody, knock on the door and say, hey, I just wanted to pass this over to the landlord. Um, brilliant. Oh, I love that. And the other thing too is you can even partner up with management companies as well. Um, property management companies who are, you know, you could build good relationships with them. A lot of property management company, uh, the the property managers themselves aren't necessarily right. practicing agents. So this is another great opportunity. Like, hey, when your owner is ready to sell, I would, you know, and you can develop a little sort of back and forth kind of reciprocal thing going on. Um, you can refer business to them and they can refer to you. Absolutely. So it's, you know, it's again, thinking out of the box. So rentals are a great source um, to find inventory. The other one is, and I've got a really great success story on this one is, you know, there's a lot of people moving just on the move, right? In general, they're moving out of Chicago, they're moving to Arizona, Florida, Tennessee, wherever it is. And there's just, there's mobility in the United States right now, in and out of different cities. So obviously connecting with an agent in another city. So for example, um, I had was in Arizona and I flew out to meet with an agent and I, you know, introduced who I am and what I'm doing. And she's like, oh, my client out here, she's like, I think they have a house in Illinois, in Chicago. Hmm. She talked to them and she's like, oh, my clients aren't using their condo in Chicago anymore. And she talked to them and they wanted, they're like, yeah, let's just sell it. So I was able to find inventory, a place that's sitting here vacant. The people live in Arizona. And I connected with a broker who had a great relationship with those people. And she convinced, she convinced them to sell the Chicago place. Um, so again, it's just, it's networking with other, with your peers and networking with other brokers. Because again, if, you know, broker in Montana sold a client a home and they're done with the transaction but i call that hey are any of your clients have places in chicago that they're willing to sell i'm happy to give you a referral fee if you just put that message out to your clients out there and yeah. boom they're going to get a call and you know it's they're not using their place here in chicago and you're going to get another listing out of that so again all of this is putting a little effort and work and digging into it making those phone calls taking the time and the effort, but that's what it's going to take to get some more inventory in this market. You know, what's so funny. I was, I was thinking about this. Um, cause I, I live in, in a development that you represented and I love it. And I, I uh, hope to be there for quite some time, but you know, what would be kind of an interesting marketing idea is I, and I've never had this happen in all the years of home ownership and I've rented and I've owned, um, and I've never received this in any way ready for your next, like some sort of marketing message that's like ready for your next uh, home. Um, you know, something to the effect of like the condo I purchased probably won't be my forever home. Um, so I think that people who buy condos typically 
you know, I don't know what the amount of time that they average American spends in a condo. But if you're in a condo, odds are, if you're not a retiree who's looking to downsize, odds are you're probably looking to upsize at some point to a more traditional style home. I think this would be a great opportunity to start talking to condo owners about what are your plans? What what's the plans right now? You know, do you want to live in the city for the rest of your life, especially if you're in an urban area? Um, most people move out of the city at some point, right? Most people move out. They want more space. They have maybe children get in the way. They want you know more <laughs> education opportunities, things like that. Right. Um, so I think there's there. I, I've yet to really see anyone talking about you know, that transition from city to suburbs or, and then returning. Sometimes people, as they retire, come back to the city. Um, but curious if, if you've kind of explored or seen any trends there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's, that's what I'm saying is that there's all this movement and, you know, part of our job as a real estate broker is to be, um, you know, consult with them because, you know, where are they going with it? You know, are they staying in this condo for five years? What's their next step? And how can we get them to, you know, their next step? And that was going to be my last tip about inventory is kind of being a matchmaker. I had a meeting the other day, um, or it was a couple of weeks ago, actually, with um, a dating matchmaker, not for myself, but she, you know, she's um, a very well-known matchmaker and just kind of learning about her business and how she does it. And it just made, it dawned on me of, um, that's what we do. I mean, we match people with the right lifestyle, with the right house. And it was soon after that meeting where um, I have a client of mine that lives in the Gold Coast here in Chicago, and they really are unhappy with their house because I didn't sell it to them, but because they there's not enough light in there. It's really dark and it makes them depressed. And I was in another house that had a lot of light and I called him and I said, listen, I know that you're not looking to move, but I know you hate your house because it doesn't have a light and enough light in there. Come see this home. It sits on a corner lot. It's got south facing windows. They fell in love with the house. So it, again, I just started putting two and two together. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was just a, my client didn't want to move, yeah. but you know, just knowing what people want in their life and where they're going and what's important to them and presenting an opportunity to them. Yeah. We're a matchmaker. I I think that is such a such a good point because uh, you know when when I bought my most recent condo, uh, one of your development uh, opportunities um which which I'm I'm thrilled uh the these years later, I um I wasn't specifically looking, but as soon as I walked in, I I was like, okay, this is the one I want. And I was lucky enough to get it. And I was also lucky enough timing wise to have uh, with the with the current uh, rates at that time were, were very right. low. So I have, I have kind of, a, I'm disincentivized to, to move. However, knowing my, if you knew my why or what I was looking to mm-hmm. do in my life, and eventually I probably will at some point go out to the suburbs, I'm sure, like everyone else. Um, at some point, I'm going to make that transition anyway. And the rates are going to be what the rates are. Like I won't have any choice over it, just like I didn't have any choice over it anytime I've ever gotten a, a, a loan. It just is what it is. Right. Um, I don't think, I think it, as realtors, we tend to focus on the rates because it's so interesting. It's a, it's a, a very tangible number that we can use mm-hmm. as a reason for why things are the way they are. But when people need to move, they will date the rate 
the new rate and then they'll refi. And so rates aren't that much of a stopper, but I'm curious how you talk about that with your clients. Like how do you soothe the client that's like, oh, I missed out on the 3% days. And Well, I mean, the reality is they did miss out on it. You know, yeah. I mean, there's, really, <laughs> there's nothing that we can do, you know? So I think sometimes people just want to be heard or they just, you know, they just want to complain about it, but the reality is it's gone. But also when those rates were high, um, pricing was a little bit different, you know? So, you know, they, people were buying houses at higher prices. They were waiving inspections. They were waiving appraisal contingencies. Now we're in a more stabilized market where they can negotiate the home to some degree. And again, rates will change just like everything, you know, it's, um, rates are, are not going to stay at 6% or 7%. They're going to end up coming down briefly and then they'll pop back up. And it's just, it's, it's the market. But I always tell people too, I mean, a house is so important of where you live. Don't stop your life just because the rate's at 6%. Right. You know, I mean, it's, it's going to adjust and it's going to change. And if someone is truly that concerned about their finances and every point interest rate point, then we probably should be looking at a less expensive property where they're comfortable. So again, it just becomes of a consultant to them of what's the right fit and match for them. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm around so many agents these days and all they talk about are rates, 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 rates. And yes, that stop some people who don't have to move maybe from, from making a, a choice. It does block some people, but I don't really think it blocks motivated buyers and sellers. Like it, it might bum them out a little that they're not getting quite the same rate that, that they could have gotten years before, but the human race is very resilient, right? Like yeah. we, 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 we deal with what's in front of us. We don't have op, uh, an option. Um, but I, what I was, what I was getting to was I could be incentivized to move even with a 3% rate going to a 6% rate if it made sense for my why. Why would I do that? If it if it ticked off enough boxes, it would absolutely be the right move. Right. Um, and, and I would just have to get comfortable with that. So the idea is I think realtors can start learning how to coach their clients. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you go to buy a new TV and you do all this research and then you know, you spend months looking at this, waiting for these TVs to go on sale and you pick the perfect one. And then, and then it just becomes your TV after like a week. You don't even think about it again. It's just your TV. So it's one of those things where we we get fixated on, you know, comparing and contrasting and rates and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, what's most important is how does the person feel in their home? What do they really want? And, um, and that, that tends to override the financial part of it. Yeah. But there's some people that just, they want the win or they want, um, they want the win, you know? So it's, um, I love what I do. I truly do. I love consulting with clients and talking with them about this. And it's like being a coach, you know, a real estate coach with them, you know, of, of what to do and how to do it. So it's, it's the best job in the world. Yeah, be be a coach. I like that coach consultant. That's I mean, we we have those for you know our finances. We have those for uh, legal matters. We have those for um, you know working out. Uh, you know dietary right. stuff. It's like why not have a real estate coach as well? I think if you position yourself as a coach, um, 
I think uh, our audience could really benefit from that. Really thinking of yourself as like, hey, before you make a real estate decision, talk to me. I can give you some some guidance. Right. Because um, I, I I do think that most people make real estate decisions on their own with and and use a realtor to make the decision. But I don't think a lot of real I don't think a lot of consumers really go to the realtor and say, I need you to help me find X or or or, or help me sell X, Y, or Z. I, I think most people tend to want to do it on their own. And this mm-hmm. is where a realtor who's really comprehensive can come in and say, I, I'm going to be your guide throughout the entire process. Right. There's so much involved in it. So, yeah. and I don't think they know that. They don't. And and this is uh, an opportunity for the agent to step up. Now, my marketing tip of the week, um, so I, I'll I'll just kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. So we we at, at our company here we have two companies. We have a holding company for agents that are exiting the business, want to keep their license active, and we have seen an incredible spike in signups to that company. And we've been doing the same marketing uh, for that company since we started. So it's not like we're doing anything different. But all of a sudden, in the last third. 90 days. So since the beginning of this year, we've seen a hundred realtors join our holding company, which is normally we would see maybe 30 to 40 realtors. So we're seeing a pretty significant increase. And what does this mean? These are agents that are leaving the industry. So um, what does that mean to you, the listener who is not leaving the industry? Well, it's kind of a good news, bad news thing. Good news is people are leaving the industry, so there's market share up for sale. The bad news is it's still hard to get that market share. Um, Here's what I would recommend doing. I think now is the time to start offering, as people are now coming back to work, I have a few suggestions. Um, We we are starting to see some companies are mandating in-house working or or in-office working um, uh, mandates. So if you have clients, um, people in your sphere that are going in back into the office that weren't before, I would reach out to those uh, those clients and ask them to introduce you to their HR department if it's a large enough company and say, hey, I'd love to come in and talk about you know the current state of the market, renting, buying, selling, et cetera. I'll bring in you know sandwiches or whatever. I can do a little presentation. HR departments love this because it makes them look like they're putting on something for their agents. Um, obviously you can get a lender to help pay for that or an attorney or a title company. So it doesn't have to cost you anything. So that's one suggestion is find out where everybody works and say, Hey, can I talk to your HR department? Maybe I can come do a little webinar or seminar. Another idea I have is back to the basics. This is something that if everyone can do and everyone should do, which is you should have at least a five data points for every single contact that you have in your database. So what I mean by that is I'm going to give you the five that I recommend that you have. Uh, And obviously, I'm going to assume you already have somebody's name, their email, their phone number. So we're going to assume that. But I want you to know everybody's birthday. I want you to know their uh, if they have a spouse, the spouse's birthday, of course, the name as well. If they have children, I want you to know the children's birthdays. Um, I also want you to know where the um, the parents or or the um, the adults work, what name of those companies, and um, their home buying or selling anniversary and or rental anniversary. We'll say. So, basically, what you're going to know is their birthdays, where they work, and their work, uh, their buying and selling and or renting anniversaries. If you know this, by the way, call just go down a list in your database. 
This will give you opportunities to reach out all throughout the year to say, hey, I know it's your son's birthday today. Just wanted to wish so-and-so happy birthday. Um, You can also set up uh, Google Alerts. So once you know the name of of the company that your your friends work for uh, or your clients work for, you can put those in Google Alerts and have it send you notifications when anything substantial happens at that particular company. That way you can reach out, say, hey, I just saw you guys acquired this or you were just in the news for that or, and even better, go into LinkedIn. LinkedIn will show you uh, once, um, I would go every day, but you could do it once a week and look to see all the people that have had job promotions, uh, all the people that have changed careers, all of those kind of things give you reasons to reach out. So again, we haven't, I haven't said one thing about real estate, but I've given now you, you know, many, many reasons to reach out throughout the year. And I don't think I'm going to, Carrie, I'm going to ask you one last one question to, to round out the show. Do you ask for business? Yes. Ah, tell us how you do that. Um, I'm pretty blunt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you will just say, Hey, DJ, do you need to, like, if, how would you ask me for business? You know, it I took mean, you, me years to do that. I will tell you, it's um, um, anyone that really knows me knows that I do not have an ego. I'm actually a pretty shy person, um, and I, I don't like to talk about myself. I really don't, and I don't like to be photographed. Believe that or not, I do not like to be photographed, but. Um, it took me to feel comfortable with just asking people the straight question. And I've learned to ask it around a purpose. Um, and the purpose of it is kind of like you said, is like, what's your why? I don't ask that specific, but, um, what's important to them. And have you ever considered moving, you know, like, you know, whatever the conversation leads to. And, you know, I'd love an opportunity to talk to you about that because, because of X, Y, and Z, or because the market's doing this and, you know, wrapping the whole question around the reason of why they should move or should sell um, and make it more conversational. Um, And, you know, some people say no, or I appreciate it, but no, thank you, or whatever it is. It's, you know, it's usually a, a very nice comment. And then I'll say, well, can I follow up with you in a year from now? Because life changes, you know, and I just, I'm not shy about that. You know, like yeah. I really, you know, I'm, I've got very thick skin and I can take no for an answer. And, um, actually someone texted me the other day and he said, you are the most persistent realtor I've ever. And he said, but you're very professional. And I appreciate that. He's like, why don't you come over on the ninth? And I'm like, I mean, this is someone I've kept asking and asking and asking in a nice way. And I provide value. I provide information. And um, it was nice that he recognized it's all very professionally done and persistent. And now I'm going to go meet with them on the 9th. So we'll see what happens. Persistency wins the game. It just does. Um, I, I had a similar thing where I kept reaching out to expand our podcast. I kept reaching out to real estate schools because I wanted to get uh, real estate students who are entering the business hooked on our podcast. That would be a good thing for the show. And so I reached out to all these different schools and I said, Hey, I would love to do these free. Here's what I learned after interviewing lots of top realtors, um, like webinars for your students so that they know what they're getting into. 
And I uh, kept uh, hitting this um, one particular school for two years, basically. And finally, they were like, yes, we're ready. Let's do it. So so sometimes things take time. Um, If you just keep dripping on people and consistently adding value, um, that's 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 the key, right? Like consistently giving, 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 and just hope, hopeful. But then asking. I love the idea of asking. Um, I ask for like some people say you shouldn't ask for business. Others say you should. I was having uh, was at a, a presentation actually, Carrie. Um, you, you were not at, but you, somebody you know, Stephen Natow, who's a, a Chicago agent here, who said somebody asked him, "Do you ask for business?" And he says. Not until recently, he said for the first like 10 years of his business, Mm -hmm. he never asked. Right. Because he's like an introvert. He just kind of likes to do, you know, he's not an extrovert. And so he said, um, and you care, you're, 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 you're introverted as well, pretty much, aren't you? Or would you consider yourself an introvert? I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Believe it or not. I am as well. Um, introverts can, can do really well in this industry. And, and he goes, I never used to ask for business. He goes the worst. And he was saying, but he goes, I, he, he said, I started asking for business cause he wanted to see like all these Beyonce shows this year. So he goes, guys, I'm not going to be able to go see all these Beyonce shows if I don't have enough sales. And he was trying to made a joke, made a joke about it. And he said, people really responded well to that. They were like, no, we want you to be successful. And he's, of course, is very successful. But um, I thought, he goes, I, he goes, I flipped the script on asking. He goes, I totally yeah. ask now. He's like, there's no reason not to ask. Right. It's uncomfortable, but you have to do it. Yeah. And you'll get, and you'll get some and no's. You know, and, and yeah. Okay. And you have to know the appropriate time to do it. You can't just, you know, barge into a room and, and do that. But it's just, right. it's, uh, it's an art form. So. What, um, how, give us one thing, one final tip about social media. Like what's been working for you recently? Anything that, or, or it's something that you have, or, or something not to do. Have you have learned anything? I don't know about media? not to do. Um, because I, my tip is honestly, is to be, um, your own brand ambassador and be organic with your content. Um, you know, I think the reason my, and I don't have millions of followers, you know, I feel like I've got a good following on my social media, but I think it's because it's truly me, you know, it's, yeah. it's, um, I try to curate each of my videos. I, I'm the one that writes the scripts. I'm the one that comes up with the, um, the storyboard, if you will, of them. Um, and, it's, tr- it's truly who I am. So I think that's, and I think if everyone, when you do your own social media and you are, um, you're true to yourself and your brand, that's what I say is be your own brand ambassador. Don't, when you start copying other people, I'm inspired by a lot of other people that are out there and you take that inspiration and turn it into your own. So I think that's important. Yeah, it's a great tip. Authenticity, um, consistency, um, yeah, let's 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 make this year the year of doing more video too for all of our listeners. Do more live videos each time you're at a showing. 
uh, if you have a minute or so, show something interesting about the house. Hey, I want to show you guys this. People love to see yeah. those little short form videos of, look at this really cool thing. Every house has some cool feature. Feature it in your videos. Yeah. Carrie, I think that brings us to the end of another uh, Monday Market Minute. Um, the, I guess the lesson for today is get creative. Get creative yeah. to get more listings. Get creative in your marketing. Um, and don't worry too much about rates. Just go out there and people still need to move. So right. get out there and talk to people, find out their whys. And also hopefully with the marketing tips I gave, give you a reason to reach out and just celebrate people this year. This is the yep. year. Every, you know, you know, it's so funny. I will say this as one final thing. I've done so many of these episodes and at the end of the, uh, or usually at the beginning of the episode, it, it's almost clockwork. Um, when I read somebody's intro, uh, which is, you know, a list of their accomplishments and why they're important and why we're having them on the show. And they always go, gosh, I wish you could read, you know, like almost every time somebody goes, gosh, I wish like you could see it in their face. They get so excited to hear uh, and maybe slightly embarrassed, but um, it's one of those things that you can really make people's day by paying attention to their accomplishments. Of course. So, so obviously in a, in a, in a podcast, we can, you know, there's a structure for that, but as a realtor, you can do that through some of those marketing, um, uh, suggestions I gave, which is pay attention to other people's, um, accomplishments. Cause not everyone gets to be on a podcast. And right. if you call them up and just say, Hey, I saw your company just won this big account. That's, that is going to go a long way with people. So anyway, pay attention to what your your uh, your sphere of influence is doing and celebrate their successes with them. Um, everybody should be following Carrie McCormick on Instagram. So go to Instagram, Carrie McCormick RE, link to that in the show notes. She does it all herself. She has an incredible social media following and um, she wants you to follow her as well. So check her out there. Also, uh, kerrymccormickre.com for everything. If you have clients, luxury clients, uh, any, any type of client that is moving to the Chicagoland area that wants to work with a top real estate agent here in the area, Carrie is our recommendation. So if you're a broker from another state, another area, and you have clients moving here, consider uh, passing those over to introducing them to Carrie. Carrie, what's the best way that an agent can reach out to you? Always call me 312-961-4612. I pick up my phone all the time. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carrie. Once again, on behalf of our listeners, you are amazing. We love having you on every month. And um, on behalf of Carrie and myself, thank you to the audience. Please tell a friend about our show. Think of one other realtor that could benefit from hearing this episode and send them a link over to our website, uh, keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode can be streamed right from our browser or any podcast app has our show as well. Carrie, thank you so much. We will see everybody on the next next episode. Thank you.